On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, hearing God will take you on an exciting journey of growing in fellowship with Him and walking in His ways as you respond to His voice. Welcome to Hear and Obey. This is our last session. This is session nine. And um, we talked about the last one about prophecy and gifts of the Spirit. I just say again, this is how God wants to use us. We are the body of Christ. He wants to help us to to help other people. The the body, my body functions uh, when everything parts are working right. It's a blessing. And he wants us as the body of Christ to be a blessing to one another. And there are times when I need to be giving, and there's times when I need to be receiving. There's times we need each other. If we're not connected properly together, we're never going to be able to accomplish what God wants to accomplish. And I will furthermore will say that we're never able to really grow up. And I, I can't be who God wants me to be without other people. Uh, and you can't grow up either. So I just encourage you, be connected to the body of Christ. In this session, we'll talk about the importance of obedience. And we've been talking about it to some degree. Why would God want to talk to us if we don't want to obey? Uh, he is God. Uh, we don't, you know, I had people used to say, have you made Jesus Lord? Uh, no, he is Lord. You know, have you yielded to his being Lord? <laughs> that's, that's the real question. But the issue of of a whole issue of obedience is important. This is Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to read a number of passages in this session to close out here and obey. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 through 9, it says, Who in the last days of his flesh, when he'd offered up prayers and supplication with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and was heard because of his godly fear, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Now, obviously, this is talking about Jesus. So Jesus himself, even though he was a son, he learned obedience by things which he suffered. So obedience is important. I'm talking about obedience to the law, obedience to what God is saying to us. This is Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today... If you will hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your father tested me, tried me, and saw my works for 40 years. Now think about that. When is today? Today. But right now, whenever you're listening to this, whenever you're reading this, it's today. Today is today. Today is still today. Because God is a very present help in time of need. He's not a past tense. He is the great I am, not the great I was or the great I will be. He's the great I am. Now, he is living alive today. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in their heart because they've not known my ways. So I swore my wrath they should not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily when it's called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin for we have become partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Why well, it said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. For we're having heard, for who having heard rebelled. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with them, he was angry for 40 years. Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpse fell in the wilderness? 
and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey. So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. The true root of all sin is unbelief. And what God is wanting us to recognize is that our hearing, we talked, remember we talked about in the very beginning, you've got to believe that God wants to speak to you. You've got to believe that, that he is speaking. So ultimately, you get down to, are we going to believe the word and we want to believe God and act on it, or are we not? Because their unbelief kept them out. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 through 7 said, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. It wasn't mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest. And as he said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spoke in a certain place on the seventh day. God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And they said again, they shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains that they some must enter in. Those who first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, designates a certain day, saying in David, today. After such a long time has been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. This continues on. For Joshua had given them rest, he would not have afterward have spoken about another day. Remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself ceased from the works as God did from his. Let's therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? He says, Be diligent, really be hard to enter rest. And what he's saying here is again, he's not talking about, he's not talking about working to be accepted. He's talking about believing by faith what Jesus has done. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom he must give an account. So truth of the matter is God wants us to obey. We can go on and on and on. Scripture references are, are they're all through here. Uh, James says, I don't want you to just be a hearer only, but I want you to be a doer. Again, we're not talking about doing to be accepted. We're talking about obeying because we're in a loving relationship. We're not talking about trying to gain God's favor because I do something. No, we have God's favor. I obey because, because I am a son. I'm a new, I'm a new creation. I'm a new, my nature has been changed. I am no longer a sinner. You know, people say, well, you're still a sinner, saved by grace. That's what I am. Uh, I'm not. I was a sinner, and I have been saved by grace, but now I'm a child of God. I'm going to join in with Jesus. So my new nature is in tune with God, and I believe and I want to obey. So you can look at the rest of these scriptures that we have here in the manual. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, God wants us to understand that it's not about blind obedience. It's about uh, developing a relationship with him. You can look at Matthew 7, talks about, you know, how are you going to build your house? Are you going to build it on a rock? Are you going to build it on sand? What is the difference? One who hears and obeys. Simple as that. If you hear his word and obey, you're building your house on a rock. If you don't hear and obey, you're building it on sand. And the storm's going to come against both houses. It's not an option. 
You can say, well, I don't, I don't think the storm's going to come. No, the storm is going to come. If Jesus learned obedience to the things he suffered, guess what? You're going to be going through some stuff in your life. Uh, so there's lots of scriptures here uh, to look at, but I want to focus uh, in the remaining time on Deuteronomy 30. And beginning verse 11, so for this command which I command you today, is it's not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It's not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it down to us and that we may hear it and do it. Now remember, this is written a, a few thousand years ago. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. The word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. See, I've said before you today, life and good, death and evil, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgment, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land of which you go in to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I will announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land with which you cross the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today <clears throat> against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him for he is your life and length of days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to give to them. Now, this is an amazing passage. Uh, years ago, when I read this, um, I would always say with people in the congregation, I'd say, now, you know, God has set before us life and death. And he says, I'm not sure they're going to get it right. I mean, there's two choices here, life and death. No, I'm not sure. So I need to go ahead and tell them, choose life. You know, like the, like the, the, the shows on TV, you know, the behind door number one, behind door number two. God was saying, look, I'm not sure if even 50-50 they're going to get it right. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Choose life. And people would laugh and say that was sort of funny. I'd, I'd said that a number of times in, in some church services. And then one time we had a guest speaker, and he basically said the exact same thing. And people laughed in the congregation. I'm sitting on the front row, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you have it wrong. Uh, okay. Now, that's not a shock to think that I had something wrong. And immediately what the Lord showed me is that you're thinking there's two choices. You're thinking that you have a choice of life or you have a choice of death. You have a choice of the blessing or the curses. And you're not sure which one to choose, so I'm telling you, choose life. And what does it look like? Loving God and blessing Him. He said, you're, you're wrong because there's only one choice. One choice. Because if you don't choose life, your default is death. I went, oh my goodness. Wow. So what he's saying here, again, it says, therefore choose life that you, both you and your descendants may live. If you don't choose life, that default, you're already in, in death. You may say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because that's how I thought too. I thought, well, wait a minute. Now, I'm not always choosing. I'm not always choosing life. I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I don't feel like just choosing life. Uh, but, I, but I'm not choosing death. He said, no, you don't understand. You're, you're living in death. You have to choose life. So everything we're talking about here is choosing life. What, is, what does that life look like? Well, that you may love the Lord your God and that you may obey his 
voice, that you may cling to him, for he is your life and length of days. You may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. Land today is this land. He has given us land. He has given us himself. He's given us his presence. But you know, nothing's changed. He's saying to you today, choose life. Choose life. Choose that blessing. What does that look like? That you love God and you'd obey his voice and that you cling to him. And that's really what he wants us to do. He wants to be a people that discover that not life is a ticket to heaven. Life is a relationship with the living God. Life is not going somewhere. Life is living now. It is now experiencing life and love in a relationship with a loving Heavenly Father who gave us the greatest gift He could ever give us, His own Son. That Jesus went to the cross and died for us so we could be reconciled to Father so that no longer are we a slave or an orphan. We're a friend of God. And so when we talk about hear and obey, we're talking about a close relationship of communication and obedience is not some, oh my gosh, I've got to obey. No, it's a loving relationship. You, it, you, want, to, you want to live in a relationship that there is communication and that, that you enjoy one another. That's what God's called us to. So I want to pray for us. I, I, I pray that you will go back over the manual. I pray that you go back over what you're hearing. God loves you. He wants you to know him. He wants to communicate with us. It's not just a, a, he's communicated so many ways through his word, but he also wants us to hear him and to live in communion with him. So I want to pray for us. I want to pray that God would help us as every time we've closed here, we've prayed that whatever it is, but especially now as we finish the entire, um, this entire teaching. Well, Father, we love you and we bless you. We thank you for your amazing love for us. We thank you that you've called us for a time such as this. And we, we should say now, Lord, fine-tune our hearing, whether it's dreams or visions or prophecy, whether it's a manifestation of the Spirit, whether it's speaking through someone else, whatever it is, help us to be tuned in to nature. Uh, help us to be tuned in to when we are just sensitive to you, Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you'd, we'd be a people that would build our house upon the rock. That, Lord, it would be because we hear and obey, not because we're just trying to get something or do something. But we'd be a people that would choose life. And we'd choose life every moment of the day. We'd choose blessing. That, Lord, we would be aggressive in choosing life. That we would do just what your word says. That we would love you. That we would obey your voice. And that we would cling to you. Lord, we want to cling to you for you. You're our life and length of days. Lord, you're everything. So I prayed for us that, Lord, would be a people that you take us from this place. Not only do we hear your voice, but you'd begin to use us to be a blessing to those around us. Father, we love you. We bless you. We thank you so much for your amazing love. Thank you for the opportunity to share. I pray it's a blessing for everyone that would go through this material. We just thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, 
connect to jterrymore.org.